Good morning. It is time to get up with How About Them Cowboys. Jerry has Dax back through all the flack. But will he backtrack if the Dallas attack continues to be whack? Then there's Kirk. Not to be a jerk, but he might work if some team wanted to lurk in the murk and throw the Vikings the perk. And then finally, we'll talk about Sean. Will his QB soon be gone? Will Russ prove to be merely a pawn? Or do these two last as long as Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn? Those are the questions. Let's go. Listen, the album coming out, Green. Listen, Sexy Red does not have anything on Green. Green is fired up. Oh, Let's go. Oh, we had a big morning in makeup today. <laughs> I learned a lot. Oh, Kmart is ready to go. Oh, Meek just bought that jacket yesterday. Oh, and it's awesome. Jeff Saturday ready to go. All that football is on the way, but we begin with the disaster that is the American League East. Oh, my goodness. On the verge of getting swept unceremoniously out of the playoffs, the 101-win Orioles in Texas. Corey Seager, bottom one with one out, knocks it off, and the Rangers take the 1-0 lead. Bottom two, same score, bases loaded, two men out, Mitch Garver, fair ball. Up the third baseline, two runs will score, it's 3-0. The next batter is Adolis Garcia, and that's going to pretty much do it. That's a three-run shot, mashed. Rangers up 6-0, and they were on cruise control. Bottom six, nobody out. The lead is 6-1, Nathaniel Lowe. Look at that to right field. He loves it. The no-doubter, the coronation had very well begun in Texas. 101 wins for the Orioles this regular season, unceremoniously dumped. The American League East in this year's postseason went 0-7. That's the worst ever by any division in American League history. Meanwhile, the Rangers celebrate. I'll give you more on the Orioles. They won 101 games. They're most since 1979. They picked the worst time to get swept for the first time all year. It's just the second time in history that a team incurred its first sweep of the season in the postseason. And the Rangers go on to the ALCS for the first time since 2011. How about the other game yesterday? Astros and Twins. That one tied at one game at place. A piece top one. Two on one out, Jose Abreu. 442 feet for a three-run shot. Astros take the 4-0 lead. Top of five, nobody out, same score. Alex Bregman to the plate. Gone. In a big way, Astros take a 5-0 lead, and they're putting it on cruise control. We'll go all the way to the ninth. Nobody out. The lead is 6-1. Jordan Alvarez getting into the act. Pulling that one out of the ballpark. Astros tack on two more. They win it by a final of 9-1. to one. So they take the 2-1 series lead. They are a win away from another trip to the American League Championship Series. So that's your baseball picture. How about the football? Week 6 begins now. And every member of our group has something they need to know. Jeff. Baltimore Ravens. Can the offense put this thing back together? Look, five drops. Game they should not have lost against Pittsburgh last week. This team has had two bad losses, Colts and now the Steelers. they got to find a way to generate. Look, it's not Lamar's issue. He's putting the ball where it's got to be. These receivers got to make some plays. This thing's got to get going, and this season progressing. It's not looking as good for the Ravens as we all expect. Absolutely. They've given two games away. Kmart, what do you need to know? Okay, Greeny, I need to know who in Patriots versus Raiders has the edge. Does Belichick have the edge because he knows Jimmy Garoppolo so well? Or does Josh McDaniel have the edge because he knows Mac Jones, obviously? Both of these teams do not put up points. 
somebody has to score some points this weekend, and I want to see which team does. All right, that's right. That was Mike McDaniel, not Josh McDaniels, oh. but the point remains. You had it right. It wasn't your bad at all. Neek, what's the biggest question you have in week six? Can Justin Fields put together a third straight week of above-average quarterback play? He had a QBR <laughs> above 70 the past couple weeks, coming off of a QBR of 17 the prior week. Can he do it again? And I think the answer is yes. I sure hope so. It'll be fun to watch this team try to turn this season into something more than the embarrassment that it's been thus far. Okay, and then one more. Greeny, what do you need to know this week? <laughs> Thanks for asking. I need to know after the Monday night game between the Cowboys and Chargers, who will we be screaming to fire? Mike McCarthy oh, or wow. Brandon Staley? Oh. It's going to be one of them. Oh, wow. You just know it will. I mean. As we speak, the Chargers are down four points with 52 seconds and no you know timeouts remaining. You know what? And they're trying to move their way back up the field because they already <laughs> used their timeouts and went for it on Greeny. a fourth down on their own <laughs> Speaking of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones yesterday with high praise for his quarterback, Dak Prescott, after a 42-10 loss in San Francisco. Listen. Dak Prescott is a quarterback that can get us to the Super Bowl, and that, that's the way that's going to be. Let me be very affirmative. I completely uh, believe that we have the quarterback that can take us where we want to go. Super Bowl. I, what do you think? I mean, he, he's saying that. Are we? Do we believe he means that? He, he, he's supposed to say that yeah. no matter what, right? He's it it doesn't benefit him to say anything otherwise right now. I do believe it's true. I think we're all a bit emotional, and especially me. Like, I've been defending and supporting Dak for a while, so I was pretty disappointed watching the way that he played in that game. But once you take a couple days to step back and look at the landscape of the league and understand how difficult it is to win in this league – I think that he's the best opportunity that they have to get to the Super Bowl in the near future. So I'm with Jerry on that one. Okay. You're out of the family, bro. You're already out. Don't try to get oh, back yeah, in now. No, you, you're gone. You're chat, out. You're they, out. Yeah, they he, he is, from that. He's 100 percent right. And and you know everybody wants to fire everybody after a bad loss. The right. reality is, who are you going to hire? Yeah, <laughs> Dak Prescott is a good quarterback that you win because of, not in spite of. That's there's not many of those in the NFL. I'm here to tell you. So to act like that this guy just needs to be on some other team or he can't get it done. There's a lot of other guys on this football team that have to step up, including Dak. But don't just signal, you know. Uh, single in on Dak and how he has played. Everybody around has to play better to beat a better team in the San Francisco 49ers. So, you know what? I agree with Jeffrey. Um, I think if you just wrote down all the teams in the NFL, I think at least half of the teams at least would say, yeah, I would prefer Dak over the guy that I have. But what I, what I find interesting is that when I talk to people around the league, the narrative is very different. Like, for example, I talked to one personnel exec yesterday. And his quote to me was, he literally texted me like, do you think Dak is good? And I say, yeah. He said, I, I, I don't know. He's not bad. I don't know if he's like actually good. He's in this no man's land of quality. And that honestly shocked me because I think Dak is a very good player. But that speaks to how he is viewed. And I s settled on the word purgatory. I feel like with the Dak situation, it almost feels like we know he's a good quarterback. But we need to know more than that. The question is, can he be a championship-caliber quarterback? And I think it—I I think he. I mean, it's a—it's a, it's a purgatory that a lot of teams would like to be in. And I don't know who the executive you're talking to, but he must be executive on a quarterback on a team with a good quarterback. Because mm -hmm. I think most teams in the league don't look at Dak and say, "Oh well, I mean, yeah." They look yeah. at him and like, "Man, we can trust him." And that, I, we've had this conversation a bunch of yeah. times. And of course, he's not Mahomes level. 
That's a special level. If you can get that, by all means. Go right. get it, but yeah. <laughs> he's at that second tier of quarterback, which I think is good enough to win a Super Bowl. Can, can I say, before you, let me say this too. This is a, a, this is a new coordinator with a veteran quarterback. They are five games in to this process of learning each other. What, what They don't have an identity on offense right now. Go watch their tape. They don't have one yet. They have to figure this thing out. So to just assign it all to Dak, there's a lot of people in that building that have to do their job. And to go like, well, this guy isn't a good quarterback – that, that's just an absolute fabrication. Like, anybody saying this dude ain't, can't play has lost their freaking mind. The, I'm just yeah. telling you. The story changed because I remember at the beginning of the season, we were like, this defense is so good. Yeah. That right. doesn't have to do much. We ain't see that defense. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, we got into a situation where we're like, hey, now Dak do it all. So, right. I agree. Dak needs to be better in that situation. But we also need to hold everybody else to account. Some people out here talking trash across on yeah. their podcast and whatnot. Yeah. Get a stop, baby. Right. Get a stop. And right. make it easy. Give Dak a short field. Make it easier for him. We can go short-term or, or big picture on Cowboys here because they're equally interesting stories both ways. If you're going to look at it big picture, and maybe we can do this a little later, the league is about to come to a moment of reckoning, which is to say quarterbacks, those salaries have escalated so high that you have to decide. We all agree Dak's good. Right. The question is, are you going to pay a good quarterback $55 million? Ooh. That's the question you have to – right? Well, Isn't that the question yes, you have to answer? Yes, that's the question. We're all if willing I'm, to give it to Mahomes and Burrow and Allen. Are you willing to give it to Dak? Yeah. Like, if I'm Dak's agent, I say, well, look look around the NFL. Like, Daniel Jones is making a ton of money. I don't fault him for making that, but my guy is better. Like, I, I, I think if the market dictates this is what the going rate for quarterback is – that's the number you get. And I'm a get. good quarterback. Hey, how many, hey by, the way, I, by the way, I'm, hey, Greeny, Greeny. I'm saying how many championships have those three guys won again? Which three guys? The three guys you just named. Well, Burrow. Mahomes. No, no, not Mahomes. Burrow, Allen. Keep, keep naming the good ones that are coming up, right? Well, Herbert, whatever Herbert. it is. Burrow's been to the Super Bowl. He didn't win it. He didn't win it. You, so He's we're either saying three years. we're either saying we win it or we don't win it, but we, Do you we have can't a have a moving target. To present the other side of the argument, it's not about whether you have a good quarterback or not. It's about whether you're going to win a Super Bowl. And I think Greeny and some people might be thinking that you might have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl by getting a cheap quarterback and spreading that money elsewhere. I disagree, but I think it's a legitimate argument. I do think that what you have a better chance, you have to get cheap performance out of some position. Agreed. Yeah. Really hard to get that at the quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. So what you need to do is what the Cowboys have done, frankly, is draft well, get smart coordinators, and pay the quarterback what quarterback, quarterbacks that's need right. to get paid. And that's the best yeah. way to win a championship. Yeah, yeah. I just want to go back to what Jeff was asking me, because, uh, yes, I get it. Those guys haven't won Super Bowls. But would you in any way question my saying Allen is way better? Uh, no. Burrow is way but better. The We're mar- talking about a no, whole no, different but level the market is the market. Listen, Tom, Bra- Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were better than go. Kirk Cousins. Right. He got, he, he's been and paid more than both of those. How'd that work out for the teams that paid them? It, it, it's still the market. It's it, it, none of the, it's just still the market. Like that's what the number is. So every team has to decide: Am I going to pay it? But he is worth paying. That if you look around the league and go, sh- sh- can we justify this money? If you look at the other guys making the money, yeah. Like how how much further back are we than those teams? That's what I would here's, say. Here's what I would say: I would rather be in the situation of the Dallas Cowboys, where they never they never finish poorly enough to get a high draft pick. They have a very good quarterback. 
versus a team where it's like, oh, should we like midseason sign Kirk Cousins? Should we like j- should we trade trade for Russell? Like that is sort of I feel like like that was a direct attack on I me. Wasn't I, try, like, I wasn't <laughs> trying to look your way, Greeny, but but we got is, Aaron Rodgers. I understand. I understand. I understand. But but again, so much was put. on – I'm not trying to compare teams, but so much was put on the on the on the shoulders of a 39 year old quarterback to fix this team. I think you much rather be in Dallas's position. So between the head coach, like offensive identity, CD Lamb after that game was like, I don't know what I don't know what Bro, our identity is. Watch the tape. That, that's it, a, it, that's it a problem. It that's a problem. The route combinations, the run, like all those things have to get worked out as these guys learn to play with each other. I'm just telling you, it doesn't just walk out there. Over the time Dak's been there, they've been competitive, they've been in the race, they've been right. legitimate Super Bowl contenders, and I know that's not the same as winning a Super Bowl, but when you're in a single elimination tournament in the league is as talented as it is, almost like, like that's what you want. You want to yeah. be close every year and hope you have a chance. Maybe um, they need something else to get them, not maybe, they need something else to get them over the hump. I don't think the answer is going to be finding a new quarterback. Like no. that just seems like the that's fair. Right, so, so the answer to the question then is yes. Do we pay him in that? Yes. Mm-hmm. You think the Giants are feeling good about paying Daniel Jones that money right now? I mean, not that's in the, the point. same ball. You could. I'm nah. not saying they are, yeah. but the money's not going to be the same either. Right. If you could get Dak Prescott for forty million dollars for two years, yeah. I would do it in the blink of an eye. Yeah, for sure. Right, yeah. We'll take a quick break. We will talk about Captain Kirk as we continue. The Vikings make a fascinating move. Could it signal the beginning of something very different? Very interesting trade. We'll talk about it. Plus, the Belichick blame game. Should Bill the coach be mad at Bill the GM? Could the Patriots actually move on? We're talking about it next. Get up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify could do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash get up, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash get up to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash get up. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing 
all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Get Up is brought to you by the new series Goosebumps, premiering Friday, October 13th on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Our next game on Get Up is called Panic or Patience. All right, Kmart, Lamar and the Ravens offense only scored 10 points in a loss to the Steelers. Panic or patience? Greeny, I'm so sick of this topic. Patience. I just need the Ravens receivers who we were all excited about in the offseason yeah. to catch the ball. The four of us can catch those passes. That's all. Lamar's dead. Oh, stop practicing with a rugby ball. I hey. mean, it's really that simple. <laughs> rugby ball. That's what they were doing. <laughs> I and, know, and, I and, and, I mean, it, I know. Rex was heated. I that's know. the ball. Neek, let's come to you on this. Justin Jefferson on IR. Vikings face the Bears this week. Vikings without Jefferson. Panic or patience? Oh, this is the easiest panic or patience <laughs> I've ever received. Panic or Freak out. Go nuts. <laughs> that man is that good. That's he right. is the engine to the whole offense. Freak all the way out. <laughs> As Jack Buck once said. <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right, Jeff. Mac Jones and the struggling Patriot offense has scored three points in their last two games. Panic or patience? This is bigger than a Vikings panic. <laughs> Everybody save yourself. Throw it. You do wherever you can. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. Get rid of it. Do something. No, this is a full-on panic. You're, you're seeing just, I mean, this is atrocious. It's, this it's this is like that moment, and I, I always love it when you do this, the offensive lineman's reaction when he's just flat beat oh. on the block, right, and the stuff you start Throw yelling. It. Throw it. Throw it. <laughs> you're, ch- you're trying to reach and grab the back of his jersey. <laughs> and, oh. and, and that is where we are with New England right now. No yes? doubt. Listen, Jeff, you were on my radio show yesterday, and I I played a couple of phone calls, and I get it. It's just three or four people talking. They don't speak for an entire fan base, much less an entire region. But, I mean, they have turned on Belichick in a big way. Bad. Right? I mean, it is bad. (laughs) It's bad. Some of the comments, I mean, one dude questioned whether he should have ever coached. Right. I mean, it was that. Like, you talk about full-on panic. This is when fanaticism hits its peak. You're like, he should have never coached. Right. He was – so, but you're looking at a fan base – and you're looking, and honestly, not just a fan base, but you're looking at an organization that's that's got to look themselves in the face and say, "Hey, what are we doing here?" I mean, Bill Belichick is a is a is a fantastic football coach. Give him, you know, give him his flowers for being the greatest to do it in NFL history. But their roster is deficient, and so the GM Bill Belichick has really hurt the coach Bill Belichick, and they can't find their way out of this thing. I, I think something's going to have to give. But, but this is uh, this situation, and it, it's going to continue to go. Like, this is not something that's going to get solved this year. It, it, this, is, this is ugly, and I just don't see them fixing it. Well, that's the point. So the question is, whenever it goes, wherever it goes, is Bill Belichick still there to lead it? Yeah, I think so. I, I guess it could get much worse this year. I don't expect it to get that much worse. I expect them to turn it around and be respectable by the Ooh. end of the season. Mm-hmm. If you do. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I get that anything is better than the last two weeks, right. but still. So that's what I mean. It's like they, getting blown out by 70 points in the last two weeks is one thing. That's going to stop happening. I think they'll win some games. They'll be a mediocre team, and that'll earn Belichick one more year. And then at that point, if they don't do something after that, then I think they probably move on. So I don't think this is – well, it's funny because I thought last week was rock bottom in a sense for the Patriots. <laughs> um, but here's my question. We talked about Dak the last segment. 
good quarterbacks, very good quarterbacks. You don't just give those away. I feel like good head coaches, pretty elusive as well. Like, I, I don't – I understand yeah. it doesn't look right, but the idea – like, what do eight Super Bowls buy you? Nine. Like, what – you know, like, what, what – yeah. Sorry, but he's yeah. actually took him to nine. Yeah. yeah. But but that's what I mean. Like, it's just sort of like I get that that Patriots don't know how to live in this world. You know what like, gets you, you, know, you know what gets you in the NFL? A plaque. That's what it gets you. A statue. It ain't, getting, it ain't getting you. Yeah, it ain't getting you. There's no – like, he's moved on from players, and I'm just telling you, Robert Kraft, it ain't, mediocre ain't going to be good enough I, for Kraft. No. I would argue that those Super Bowls is what's gotten him the last several years. Right. You know, like the the, the whole post-Brady period. Right. Those Super Bowls have earned him that, and I think it'll earn but him what, one more year. But you just said, Dominique, I expect them to turn it around. What gives you confidence that they will? Yeah, it's, that the, they, it's, yeah, it's it, the track record. Uh, uh, right. Which is I, literally I, what I'm talking about. I agree with you. I think he finished. I think they turn it around. He finished out this year, and if they don't make some advancements next year, then you're talking about something different. You like, think you? So y'all think that if he's third in the AFC East, you know, because the Jets don't sure? have a quarterback, right? So if they're third in the AFC East, what did I okay, do? So if so, why is everyone so just taking shots at me in other conversations? Okay, so if they're fourth, <laughs> if they're fourth behind the Jets, yeah, you're telling Woo. me Robert Kraft goes back in there and goes, "Hey, man, good job. I, I who, love those who nine Super get, Bowls." Who does he get to coach this team? No, no. I, listen, everyone Gerard says Mayo. that Gerard Mayo is going to be right. the next coach. So let me but, ask. Can, I want to ask you a different question. Yes, hon. Because you just said the right thing. W- what does it get you? It gets you a statue, right? They will put a statue of Bill Belichick outside that stadium, and no one has ever earned one more. But when it is time, when it is over. After 20 years, if only because everything runs its course, if it's over, how do you handle this gracefully? If you're the owner of the New England Patriots and this guy has taken you to nine Super Bowls and won six, how do you handle it gracefully? Right now, I don't know. I think what you would have liked is this transition period of like, okay, we understand Bill is, is, is now ready at some point. Bill's not trying to leave on this note. And good luck trying to take take GM duties from him and be like, you can only do this, but not that. That is, I think, That's the problem. I, yeah. I don't know if Bill, if Bill Belichick and his, like, eight Super Bowls are going to say, like, okay, I trust you know better than me. Um, I, but, but, again, I just don't – here's the thing. Like, in some, in some, with some teams, you wonder, is it the quarterback or is the head coach? Did the head coach forget how to coach or is the quarterback not good enough? In San Francisco, they took Trey Lance. They said, you know what, we made a mistake. We've got this guy. Is Mac Jones the answer? Time will tell. But if he's not, Belichick gets a different quarterback. Does he took, the team him, to, look he took him to the playoffs in, week, in year yeah. one yeah. with Josh McDaniels. Then he got him a special teams coach and a defensive Josh coordinator. Josh McDaniels going to Vegas to go was like that. the worst. Like, you that just I mean? messed up two places. I'll, I'll say this. They play <laughs> each other this <laughs> weekend. What if Josh McDaniels and Jimmy G wipe out yeah, New England that's again? That's going to be bad. Stranger cool. things have happened. It could be very interesting. Yeah. Much more football as we go. But let's crash the net. NHL season began last night. We start in Pittsburgh. Connor Bedard making his much-anticipated debut. And he had an assist on the Blackhawks' first goal of the season. It was Bedard's only point of the night. Chicago then scored three goals in the third and came away a 4-2 winner over the Penguins. We'll have complete highlights of that game a little later. In Tampa, the Lightning's Brandon Hagel uh, converted a penalty shot in the third period. Only the seventh player to do that at opening night in league history. Later in the third, Nicholas Paul scored the game winner on the power play as Tampa beat Nashville 5-3. And then in Vegas, the defending champs unveiling their championship banner. Then they took the ice and beat the Kraken 4-2. Four different Golden Knights scoring. They improved to 6-1-0 in home openers. Coming up is their hope in New York. Sneaky big news yesterday that just might 
change everything. And speaking of hope, is there still some left for Nick Saban and the Tide? Could Bama still make the playoff? Heather and Paul will answer that question next. Don't miss it. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Back on Get Up, I want everyone to hear what happened in a hockey game in Pittsburgh last night. Let's just be very clear on what you're hearing. This is the Pittsburgh Penguins fans spontaneously breaking into a Fire Canada chant. This is hate. Honestly. For those not aware, that's not the nation they're talking about. It's the offensive coordinator. Yo, Matt Cannon, is there no safe space for Matt Cannon? He got to go to Canada. Honestly, the man needs to move because he. They won. That's just what I'm saying. They They won two. Three and two. They, they're atop the AFC North. I don't get it, guys. I get it. I mean, you get it, but it's a bit much. Oh, like, we're doing a we lot get it. Now. We've seen their offense. It's just horrendous. <laughs> In the meantime, sneaky big news yesterday. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Minnesota's one and four. Justin Jefferson's on IR. And yesterday, they worked out free agent quarterback. I mean, Holt McCoy. <laughs> what an interesting move. What a strange, interesting <laughs> move. Remember Whitney Fingers? <laughs> Whitney Fingers. Whitney Fingers. What, what, could that, what could that mean? Could that possibly mean? <laughs> Greeny well, wants this to mean bro. so much. That the Vikings <laughs> are considering <laughs> trading away. <laughs> <laughs> to a team that desperately needs him. Oh. I ask you, my insider extraordinaire, could it mean, could it mean that? Could it possibly mean that? Brainy, oh. <laughs> what answer you want me to give you? I want you to say yes. He's being yes. traded to the Jets yes. at 2 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> That's the answer yes. I want you to give me. Yes. Um, now, watch the answer. 
No. Their backup quarterback, Nick Mullins, is hurt. He hurt his back. Like, I think they worked out also nine other guys. Now, in the event that this could potentially lead to something down the road, but their season isn't officially over, even though Mike Greenberg wants it to be so, their season mm. isn't technically over. Mm. They, we're going to have four games without Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I think within that time period or at the end of it, we're going to know a lot about where this Vikings team stands. And at that point, they might bring your wildest dreams to form. Someone else say something. I, I, the I've, crushing I've lost. thing for you is they play the Bears this week. So yeah. that, that's the hard part for you. But Justin Fields what if is they playing lose? better. That's what, what I'm if, saying. So if, they, if he's playing better and they beat him – I, look, it's, it's it's incredibly unlikely. I don't remember the last time we've seen a starting quarterback get traded in season. If it happens, then it's going to be really tough in that Vikings locker room. But I know we don't care about that. We don't care. Room. We don't we care, care about, about the Jets. Jets but can I also just and bring fact into it? Why? <laughs> I'm not interested in fact. I'm interested in hope. The man has a tra- the man who in 2018 used your team as leverage to yeah. get a three-year fully guaranteed contract from those Vikings. Right. I love the way literally you has a no-trade clause, and it is clear he don't want to come here at least right now. So, but maybe he sees this show and thinks, you know what? I don't mind being talked about by Greeny oh, every you, single day. Did so, you promise him a jersey on the wall. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, would you Greeny take down the Aaron Rodgers? No, 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 that's not his we'll ass. His ass is the Rodgers got to go down while Ooh. he's playing. Oh, I think Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers have a lot in common. I'll just leave oh. it at that. I think you know what I mean when I say it. Uh, Travis Kelsey doesn't. Okay, yes. so, you know, so now I'll just leave it at that. Bottom line of it is this: oh, I think it is a fascinating scenario. Let's, let's talk about it for a second here. Should they consider doing it? Forgetting all about all of that, should teams be trying to get him? You know, it was um, I think it was Graziano on my radio show yesterday who said there could be a market for Kirk That's- Cousins in the next two weeks. If a contending yes. team loses their it quarterback, would take that. Yeah. that because that you need a contender who feels like we are right there on the doorstep. But something catastrophic, like we don't have a quarterback anymore, that's what it takes. Because another team didn't you just literally describe the Jets' season? I don't understand. You did. She did. What? Something what? catastrophic okay, happened. But do, okay, but here's what I will tell you: after the season went to DefCon One, when yeah. Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles, the Jets did not reach out to the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. to ask about Kirk Cousins. You need a contender who's like, you, the Jets are not a Super Bowl contender. From the from the acquirer side, I think it's easier to imagine than it is from the Viking side. Yeah. And I think sometimes I found myself falling into this trap yesterday where I turn into like a TV personality. Yeah, and I start there thinking you go. about it from Ratings. that perspective. And I think that in actuality, you have to also understand that uh, Kevin O'Connell is the coach of the Vikings. And the part of the responsibility of the coach is to give a message to your team. And sometimes that message is hard to give. You trade away your starting quarterback it, the first quarter of the season. How does he walk into You have to have a team meeting after that. What do you say in that team meeting? We don't care about you. It doesn't matter. We got 10 more, 12 more weeks of the season, and we're going to do the best we can with Nick Mullins. It's hard to, to pull that off. Fair, but what Greeny's counterpoint is, is that if they go through, if they go 0-4 over the stretch without right. Justin Jefferson, their season looks a lot different. Yeah. So then if you are not, it's not about Kevin O'Connell. It's about Kwesi, Adolfo Mento, who's right. the GM, right. who said, who literally, they have Kirk Cousins playing on the last year of his deal. So my point with that is, that's, that's Greeny. Greeny does TV. Yeah. 
I get it. Building a culture and on a team and completely subverting that culture midway through the season to get rid of your quarterback, like that's hard to come back from. Yeah. And I, I think we're thinking about this as if these players and coaches and GMs yeah. and uh, their video game characters, they're not. So I know at the end of the season when the season's out of reach, last four weeks you give them that message of, hey, you're playing, put good stuff on tape, get a job. You can't kick that off at week but six. All that, I all that doesn't <laughs> – I try to. All that is in. Dominique makes a great point. Except the bigger thing is that Kirk Cousins has a no trade clause. Yeah. That is the sticking point. Are you all right, sir? No, Nick is losing it. Let me say this about the final word from, from Cousins' perspective. The issue is going to be the follow-up year. I'm just going to let you. Know, so, irrespective of if somebody is a contender for Kirk Cousins, it's what's his likelihood of him yeah. staying somewhere yeah. if he can't pick right? Like so the so the so the the Jets issue would be the Aaron Rodgers issue. I'm just letting you. So if if I'm here, am I getting shipped out? Is yes. Aaron Rodgers getting shipped out? <laughs> Wherever yes. he goes, it's a quote a contender. Man, that's no what he, you you don't even want to take your jersey down. No, right baseball now. does it less. all the time. You have like these in season acquisitions for players who are just rentals. Everyone knows yeah. it going in. Yeah. You're just you, someone sitting here yesterday. Maybe it was Graziano said, "Watch for San Francisco, knowing their window is small, to make an acquisition before sure. the trade deadline. Bring somebody in. Right. Go all in for it. It's not that Sorry, different. Yeah. But bringing it, bringing in a receiver. This is a quarterback. Right. Yeah, it's, that's, it, that's it's a different position. It's a desperate position. times call for desperate measures. I'm going to take his jersey down. <laughs> Under no circumstances <laughs> am I taking his jersey down. Okay. Much more NFL as we go, but college, huge slate this weekend, and no game bigger than a top 10 showdown between Oregon and Washington. You're going to see it on ABC. The over-under is 67, and even that may not be enough. These teams are second and third in the country in scoring. In the ACC, Miami was a kneel down away from starting 5-0 last week, and then just quite literally gave the game away. Now they head to North Carolina, whom Jeff Saturday's team yeah, yeah. looking to start 6-0 for the first time since 97. And, of course, in South Bend, the traditional rivals, unbeaten USC taking on Notre Dame. Trojans are 6-0, but they've dropped in the polls for three straight weeks. Five of their last six games are against ranked teams. So this is when everything is going to be decided, and here are the people who are going to help decide it. Heather and Sir Paul are with us here. Let's start with this. Paul, it has been brought to my attention. You think this weekend is a must-win game for USC. Why? Because their defense is absolutely disgraceful, Greeny, which means against the better teams in the Pac-12, they are going to be in big trouble, so they have to win this game. I'm getting choked up thinking about that defense. <laughs> Bottom line is this. Lose Paul. Lincoln Riley has promised a change, and he hasn't really delivered it. Heather, it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let Paul get a drink of water or something. Paul and Scott Van Pelt have obviously been hanging out together. They've lost their voices at the same time. Get a, get a sip of water. Heather, I'll come to you because I already know you're going to tell us you don't think the, that, that the Trojans win this weekend, do you? No, I'm going with Notre Dame on this one. And I think Marcus Freeman is going to rally these guys together and, to Paul's point, take advantage of that USC defense, which is missing tackles. But here's the thing. I've talked to several coaches who have faced USC and have told me, 
Alex Grinch is running a good scheme when executed properly. And the other point coaches make is that USC's offense scores so quickly, the defense is on the field a lot. And some of those missed tackles could be attributed to fatigue, but they're also trying to figure out where those run fits are coming from. And there's getting to be some confusion in the secondary and with those linebackers. So sometimes they are caught out of place. But if USC does not win this game, they're going to be under tremendous pressure. And I don't think the defense is good enough to handle the rest of the schedule, which includes Washington, Oregon, and um, Utah. All right, so USC needs it. And Heather doesn't think they're going to get it. Paul, I'll come back to you. Hopefully uh, you're able to get a sip of water in there. Ever since Alabama lost to Texas, they've won four straight games. It, it hasn't been dominant, but it's, it seems like it's getting better. Is Nick Saban back in the mix for the college football playoff? Paul. Greeny, nothing will make me feel better than talking about Bama being back. <laughs> See, <laughs> everything is perfect again. <laughs> Yes, I do think uh, they're in great shape. Uh, they have, they're, they're, a, they're, a, they're a work in progress. They're hard to watch sometimes. They make ridiculous, um, a ridiculous amount of mistakes. But Jalen Milrow, who, by the way, Tommy Reese, the new offensive coordinator, benched a couple weeks ago, is now back and playing at a very high level, Greeny. There's still some work to be done. They have Tennessee next week. They have LSU in three weeks. But I think they'll they have a chance to get through all of that, and it's going to come down to Georgia in the SEC championship game. Okay, and so then, Heather, I'll come to you on the last one, and I'll remind everyone, Heather knows more about the college football playoff selection process than anyone does. The best game of last weekend, and maybe the most entertained I've been by any game all season long, was Oklahoma-Texas. Dylan Gabriel leading Oklahoma down for that win in the final seconds. What did that outcome mean for both teams going forward and their chances of getting into the playoff? Well, for Oklahoma, Greeny, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I do think that even with that win, they still need to run the table and win the Big 12 because if they lose a game or don't win the conference championship, that non-conference and the rest of their resume is going to come under the microscope on selection day in the committee meeting room. These are the only two teams currently ranked from the Big 12, and this might be their only ranked opponent. For Texas, they have to run the table and win the Big 12, but the reason they have an edge is because that win in Tuscaloosa against Alabama will continue to resonate through Selection Day as long as the tie continues to win, and that can separate them from another one-loss Power 5 conference champion. Outstanding. Heather and Paul. Paul, thank you for weathering the storm, and we will see you guys as we continue to look ahead to a great weekend, including, again, Saturday afternoon on ABC and the ESPN app, 3.30 Eastern. Should be a high-scoring affair. Oregon and Washington, what's at stake? Everything. College game day will start your day in Seattle, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Coming up, where is the love, as in Jordan love? What's going on in Green Bay, and is it salvageable in time to save this season? We're talking about that, and then we're dishing out these. It's a second heaping helping of pancakes this week. Saturday is ready to roll. <laughs> we're coming up next on ESPN. Oh, fumble. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Back on Get Up. We're five weeks into the season and we're about to play that new game that is sweeping the nation. <laughs> a guy or the oh, guy? Boy. Kmart. Is. is Dak Prescott a guy or the guy? Brady, Zach Prescott is the guy. You want to know why? Because Jerry Jones told me so. <laughs> Listen, Jerry writes the checks and Jerry believes it. I think Zach is a very good quarterback, so I'm going to say it's the guy. We could have gotten that idea from a Jerry. Zach is the guy. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey. Is Jared Goff a guy or the guy? This was tough for me. I'm actually going to say a guy, but he is trending Ooh. to be the guy. Yeah. I mean, the guy's got 1,200 yards, nine TDs, two rushing TDs. This guy has played very good football. I'm not quite ready to, to put him in the guy category, what? but he's trending that direction, y'all. Jared you know why Jeff was such a great player. You, you, you spent so much time and energy thinking about that question. I really did. Which was <laughs> that really hard. That, that really hard. That the five dumbest questions you've ever been asked. <laughs> Neek, Jordan Love, is he a guy or the guy? Well, Jordan Love has had some the guy moments, but he's really a guy right now. Based on how he's played the last couple games, a lot of a uh, guy happened out of there. That's a a uh, guy pass right there. There's been three a uh, guy interceptions in the most recent game. But I think he has some time there to grow and hopefully he turns into the guy, but not quite the guy. You had the extra E. Explain that special. question. I, this is what I will say. Jordan Love is a guy who was being talked about by the guy yesterday. That's Aaron Rodgers, yep. who was on McAfee yesterday, had this to That's say your guy. about his successor. <laughs> There's going to be growing pains. I had growing pains my rookie year. Uh, we all go through it. Or, sorry, my rookie, my first year starting, my fourth year just like him. Uh, he's going to be just fine. Like I said, he's a great kid. they got a young team. They've had some injuries. Just say to the Packer fans, just take some deep breaths. You know, just trust, uh, you know, trust this kid. The 
right thing for him to say, right? I mean, that, that, that is a good, of all the things he has said, that, that's one that I think everyone can agree is just an awesome thing for him to say. But is he right? He's, he's going to say it. He likes, you can just tell the way he has talked about him forever. He likes Jordan Love oh, sure. or whatever. But do you? He's 100% right. Yeah, this is going to take this is going to take time. He's got receivers that are young. I think every receiver he's got on the team is two years or younger. He's, you know, he's maybe in his fourth year. He's his first year really playing football. So, uh, yeah, this team is going to take time. You heard your Alexander say it. I mean, he, he's like, look, this is a young offense. they got to figure it out. He's got to understand what he has to do and what his role is. And they're trying to protect him, which I don't think has been advantageous. At some point, you just got to let it go. You're going to make errors, make them aggressively. It's, it's kind of too much protection, for my, in my opinion. Right Look, now. the comparisons to Aaron Rodgers are inevitable, even if they're not fair. And Rodgers just said it. In his fourth year, which was his first year starting, Rodgers had a 64% completion rate through 28 touchdowns, 13 picks, and threw for over 4,000 yards. Right. That's his version of struggling. Mm -hmm. That's not what this looks like so far. So I guess in the short yeah. term, is this still a team that can compete for a playoff spot this year? Um, I think they can compete for a playoff spot. That defense is really talented, and I think Jordan Love has shown some, uh, some potential. But I don't think that's what's going to end up happening unless Jordan Love turns this around quickly. They have good offensive coaching staff. And I know we talk about how young their skill players are. They're talented. Like, yeah. they have talent there. So I expect them to figure it out. There is no reason why they can't. Um, and the only reason why they can is if they don't have a quarterback that can be as good as we think. Yeah, so here's my thing. I'm a little surprised that people would be surprised that there would be growing pains. I actually agree with Aaron Rodgers wholeheartedly on this. Um, <laughs> they have a young team. They have a, a, a young quarterback who's not a rookie but is playing for the first time as a full-time starter. They have an O-line that hasn't protected him as well as they should have without Bakhtiari. They have a defense who came into this season understanding we have talent. We need to be better. And so far, they haven't been better. Yeah, Jair Alexander saying, you know what, we can't give up any touchdowns. Yeah. Look how many, many first-round picks you guys have on that defense. That's the truth. I think with this, it's a young roster. And I think a few weeks ago, we were sitting at this desk saying, you know what, Green Bay may – they might have had their answer. Now, a couple weeks later, it's like, ooh, I don't know. No, the kid is going to be fine. I agree that the kid is going to be fine. I'm just quickly looking up the number of points they've given up this season. They gave up 20 to the Bears, 25 to the Falcons, 17 to the Saints, 34 to the Lions, That's and then 17 this week. Yeah, so if we think the defense, sort of like the conversation we had with the Jets, yes. it's, it's all well and good to be a good defense. Right. If they're going to do anything this season, they have to be a spectacular defense, and thus far, they've not been that. In the meantime, it's a Wednesday morning, and we all know what that means. We had some pancakes yesterday. Yes, we we need more. Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing started. Right. Right. We back, baby. Don't throw me. Don't throw me. Oh, <laughs> got him up. Get some. Let him lose. That's how we start this off. Let's go. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. Fox were just spank pancakes on dinner. We are back! You gotta love that! It's everybody's favorite moment of the week. It is the time for the pancakes today. Jeff Saturday yeah. is serving up another helping. Ain't no leftovers either, folks. We got some fresh cakes right here. We're starting back at Homeland Indianapolis Colts. Big, big day for Zach Moss. 
Why? Watch Quentin Nelson. Take it. Leg drop. Finish him. Oh. Put him down. Just walk in the end zone. Look at the hole. Kelly doing a great job cutting oh. off. Spud on the backside. Absolutely love it. But you love when Big Q Nelson puts dudes in the dirt. You got to like it. Put him down. He told us, hey, you may help you up. No, sir. Don't try to do it. Love the energy. Zach, hey, by the way, Moss. Over averaging over 130 yards again. This kid is absolutely tearing it up. JT gets healthy. It's going to be a good, good tandem. One pancake for that. Hey, Brooks, let me show you one of the nastiest blocks in the NFL this year. Watch their fullback. Watch the leg drive. Hold up. Oh! He got the somersault, baby. Look at the fit and finish it. He is running him. Let me tell you the sheer panic in that linebacker's mind when that dude latches on. He is not letting him go. He is dumping him down. Don't even try to reach your arm back, bro. Put your brace yourself. That is a nasty finish. Absolutely love Brooks right there. Two pancakes from him. And this thing is as nasty as it gets. I love that block right there by the yeah. Dolphins. Fullback. Now listen, this is a special one right here. This might be a, this might be some warmed up right here. Tyler Check Smith, this out. Tyler Smith, oh. Catamounts, Western Carolina. Watch the oh. finish right here. Take him over. Oh. Hey, y'all know how we got this segment? We need new security. Let me help Swagoo right here. This is not only three pancakes. He needs security. <laughs> Literally, the police need to come get this shit out for what he's doing to my man on the sideline, in the stands. His parents are trying to jump down to help him out. You can't help him, mom and dad. He's stuck right there. You got to love that block. Oh, we we got to love that block. Too. Oh, yeah. Swagoo. Oh, Swagoo. Yeah. Swagoo. Yeah. Yes, sir. Swagoo. Swagoo. Hey man, hey man, Jeff, Jeff, that man, that man, mama watching the show this morning, bro. That man, mama is watching this show this morning, dog. That's gotta be a penalty, right? How could this not be a penalty? That is, that's a thing of beauty. That is a thing. Let me tell you something. That thing, if if you could create a monument or statue for that, do it. Like whatever that is, that's as good as it gets. I don't understand. Jeff against Dominique. I don't understand how that's not a penalty. Hey, you throw me in that thing. Fan in the field. If I get kicked somewhere, <laughs> not about to run me up into the advertisements. Oh, the big no. swagger is coming up yes, for hour number two. He's ready to go, and we're going to talk about his Cowboys. Zach is good, but is he good enough to make a super run? Is it time for change? Is that on the horizon? Marcus has all of his thoughts. As we roll on, it's Get Up on ESPN. 